Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, friends. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB. I'm actually flying solo tonight in a strange turn of events, which I'll cover more later. But in the meantime, please do follow us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast. Please do follow us on Instagram. Lots of good stuff there. And also, we are on Facebook. But why am I here in the dungeon alone? Well, it's because yesterday we went to Monaco. In fact, not only did we go to Monaco, we went to Marseille, we went to Rome, and many other cities in between. And then we did some interviews. Now, not all the interviews came out quite right, and we also forgot to do some links, and, you know, we forgot to do things that most professionals do when they are professionals. Sadly, we're not professionals. So we're going to do it again this evening. And I say I'm on my own. I'm not really, because I'll be joined by the best sevens player in the world, the best referee in the world, the best Irish number eight of South African heritage in the world, the best rugby-playing doctor in the world, the most talented young emerging player in the world but before we do any of that i'm joined by doddy weir so enjoy it doddy congratulations on the award for character um something you've shown inspirational amounts of but this room there's a, a whole lot of characters who have you enjoyed catching up with well a lot of the old boys but keith wood in particular a great guy met him on the 97 lines tour and he's got abundance of character absolute tremendous guy on the field off the field, exactly the same. So we bonded very well from day one, and it's lovely to catch up with him and his good, good lady Nicola as well. Who would have been last to bed out of the pair of you, you and Keith Wood? Well, I think they might be, I was going to say in bed together, but that's not what I'm <laughs> That means there's no winners. I think we'll be there joining ourselves at the end. There's no winners between us. We go right to the end. We enjoy every party right to the end. We never have a bad party. And, and Woody was just tremendous on that tour. And we've been friends ever since, which is great. And this night here, we've not seen him for a wee while. So tonight will be a great night to try and catch up. Yeah, the, the nostalgia on nights like this um, must be amazing. Who, so who, who else have you um, shared a moment with tonight? Well, we just met the bod here. We met him out uh, about John Smith. There's, there's, I'm Teen Sean. Maitland as well is here for try of the year, so caught up with him obviously, so hopefully he has a bit of good time. And just Bill Bowman, John Jeffrey, to yeah. name but a few. It's just packed with superstars yeah. and, and very privileged and honoured to be here because I'm one of the old old guard. Uh, so to be here and see all these guys is just quite a, amazing. 
you're, uh, you're renowned for very, very fine suits. Uh-huh. I, I imagine that you're inundated at the moment with offers to make more tartan suits. Never enough. I always would love to that, but we've got a support in scotlandshot.com who are absolutely fantastic. They build my suits because I'm not the average height. <laughs> so this one in particular is quite special. Um, it's The colours are blue for Scotland, the yellow and black are for a rugby team called Melrose, and the black and white in there as well for Newcastle. So these are the three teams that I used oh, to lovely. play with. So we commissioned this as an official tartan called the Doddy's Tartan. So, so with that, I try and theme all my suits in some way, shape or form, just for a bit of party. But I'm just a bit disappointed it's not quite hit Monaco yet. Well, next year, I will definitely be in definitely I'm be sitting on the right table to try and change... Change the face. Well, yeah, we, we need to turn our, our brown tweed and tartan into into blue and yellow. Clearly, Can, just when you look back at um, the last couple of years, just the pride in what you've been able to achieve for for motor neurone disease awareness, funds, research. It's just been truly amazing the journey we've been on because the, the foundation, my name's Dolly Foundation, is really only just a year old. So we've already funded a million pounds and we look like we're going to pledge a million for the next year as well, which is truly unbelievable. And that wouldn't be possible without without the rugby public really and the generosity and support they've shown us. And it's it's overwhelming. And I, I'm standing here and I say this because... Uh, I might be front them, I may not, not be very well, but it's really got to do and dedicate this award to everyone behind the scenes who's, who's helping me out. The Scottish Rugby Union have been so supportive. The Scottish Rugby players as well have been great. And there's everyone who's doing something for us. It's just been truly amazing. And with that, it gives me a, just a reason to get up in the morning to try and fight with where we are because people might not know it's a terminal issue. Basically, it shuts down your body. You muscle wastage, so eventually you can't walk, you can't use your hands, which means you can't eat yourself, you can't drink, you can't bathe yourself, you can't speak eventually, you can't swallow and you can't breathe. So on the back of that, it's a pretty horrific uh, long-term project where I am and anyone else with MND. So with that, the support has just been truly helpful to keep me where where I am. And with that, there's there's no drugs and in Britain at the moment that are there. There's just nothing. There's no drugs on the table to help us. So it's given me a bit of spirit and also it's given a lot of other people with MND a great chance to say finally something's been done. So it's just been truly amazing. You find yourself on the front line in the fight against this disease. What is the latest research? What is the foundation helping to fund? Yeah, what, what we did our first, first round of grants is going to gene therapy. To, to, so to have a look at your makeup of your gene, if you've got a rogue gene, does that implement MND to try and find where that is? And once you find that, then you've got to correct it mm-hmm. as well. And the other one is repurchasing of drugs because there's such strict rules in, in the UK and around the world that they can't just bring a new drug and it takes quite a long time. So what they're trying to do is find out, just say, cancer drugs, for example, do they have effect of MND and that takes a long time because you've got to get stem cells and things put together off, off the issue which is within the brain so it's not an easy issue but there's people bringing forward and we're, we've contributed to that uh, to try and bring these two areas further into the open market and hopefully going to try and help us and find a cure. Well Doddy you said that you were privileged to be here but we're privileged to have you part of the rugby family and thanks for your time. Now, that was the remarkable Doddy Weir. We did mention it in the interview, but if you want to have a look at the foundation, it's My Name's Doddy. Uh, you can also text Doddy to 70970 to donate a fiver, which I suggest, nay, 
demand that you do. Anyway, moving on, we've got emerging young player of the year, Afuente Diante. And uh, to put it mildly, I think this guy is a remarkable young man. And I'm pretty sure after listening to this, you'll probably feel the same way. Here you go. Congratulations on your award. How'd you feel? Surprised. Surprised more than anything. You know, but I mean, I'm happy, happy, very happy, happy, happy. So you basically exploded on um, onto the international rugby scene. Um, you'll be well known. Uh, you'll be well known by England fans now because, of course, your debut was only um, what in the summer. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that now. So. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, well, you call it, you know, bursting into the scene. You know, um, for me, you know, it's it like it all boils down, you know, to the hard work, you know, that you know was behind the scenes. You know, not only on my part, but you know, a lot of people helping me out. You know, coaching staff. You know, guys that gave me a chance. You know, when nobody really wanted to give me a chance. You know, and I'm just at this moment truly grateful and just want to thank those people, mm. you know, that really believed in me and, you know, were willing to give me the chance and were willing to take the gamble with me, you know. I think it's a gamble that paid off. Definitely. You know, and, you know, um, I just hope, you know, from now, you know. Um, no, no, you were saying sorry, all, sorry, sorry. Like, like all the people that have, um, helped, that, that you, that, that have helped you along. What, what good advice did you get in the build-up to, build to your first game? Good advice building up to my first game. Or just good advice. Generally. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think building up, you know, to this year, you know, I mean, it's been a big year, you know, undeniably, you know. I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, you know, is to have a very open mind, mm. you know, and I mean, you know, in like in terms of approach when you approach things. Because I think before, you know, um, if I set my sights on something, I mean, it was only that. It was either that or nothing, mm. you know. And and as I've grown and as I've learned from, you know, experiences and, you know, from advice, you know, is that you need to be more open-minded. And, you know, being open-minded, you know, you get exposed to other, I mean, opportunities. Mm. You know, one of those opportunities was to play rugby again, you know. And having played rugby was to learn, you know, subtle skills, you know, that I've, you know, incorporated in my game and that has helped me be a better player. So, so, standing here now in a amazing casino in Monaco, and, and in an amazing in, Springbok blazer, in looking very dapper. Thank you. Love the love Thank the uh, blazer and tie combo. Thank you. Twelve months ago, where were you? Kind of, where did you watch the autumn internationals? Where did you watch the big games? Actually, I mean, I was talking. I mean, we're having you know a big, uh, well, like I always have. I mean, with one of my friends, you know, after a game especially this year that I've been playing international rugby, you know, I mean, he reminds me of me this time last year, ah, you know, okay. I mean, of the way, I mean, all, like, I mean, of the way he criticizes, you know, <laughs> how, like how we play, you know, I mean, I was that guy sitting in a pub or with a few friends at home, you know, enjoying a few beers, you know, watching the game, you know, literally that was me. Like this time last year, I was enjoying, well, not enjoying because I was running, you know, pre-season yeah. you know for the lights you know so I mean it was a weekend watching the Springboks you know um, it was great when they won you know but you know I was the first critic when they lost yeah um, so you play you, you play for the Lions uh, I live up in Manchester and we are fortunate enough to have a young man play at sale called Faf de Klerk oh now, Fafi yes quite so we are um, we, you know we've got a strong South African contingent now is there any chance that we can uh, 
pri- um, prize you over to the northwest. Get, <laughs> get you playing in Manchester. Do you like, do you like rain? <laughs> Lots of rain. I was actually, I mean, talking about you know speaking to my friend a lot. You know, I was complaining to him just yesterday about how cold you know <laughs> northern nothing. hemisphere is for me especially in cardiff and in edinburgh it was very cold for me you know i've never experienced you know such conditions uh but i mean you never know uh but currently you know my main focus you know is just enjoying you know rugby what, I, yes. what i'm doing yes he's good he's coming to the aj bell <laughs> no, he, uh, so it's, it's the end of a of a long season there's a lot of people who are in Europe now and are going to go off on holiday. We spoke to Sia Khaleesi earlier. We know he's going to Dubai. What, what are your plans now? He's going to Japan. Japan, 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 Japan. For me, uh, next week, um, I'm going to London uh, for the Barbarians, Barbarians game. I know. Cool. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the coolest thing that I'm looking forward to, over and above the game, you know, it's going to be a great honour playing. I mean, being part of the Barbarians mm-hmm. team is my parents. You know, for the first time, they're going to be out of the country. Uh, coming to London and they're going to be joining me you know that's something that I'm wow. like that I'm looking forward to you know it's I mean it's like it's a thing that I planned not necessarily for them to come to Barron's game or to the Springboard game it was just you know one day to take my parents outside of you know South Africa you know because wow. my parents have never been outside of South Africa wow. and you know it's an opportunity for them to you know experience other things and I don't think it's a I mean better opportunity for them to experience you know, um, Europe, then go watching your son. And personally, I think it's just me just bribing them, you know, for the rest of December, <laughs> you know, because I think I'm going to be heading uh, to our, like our neighboring country in, in Mozambique. They've got really nice beaches there. It's so. beautiful though, isn't it? Lovely. Yeah. And finally, um, as well as looking great, you smell. Well, it's weird, but what do, what do you wear? What are you wearing? Because it smells great. <laughs> Aqua de Palma. There, there we go. We've got there a recommendation. Go. Right. Thank you Top very much. Thank you very much. And, uh, I hope Mr. and Mrs. Deontay enjoy their trip. There you go. Hear me now, believe me later. I did warn you that he was rather cool, and I was right. So, uh, anyone need a doctor? Good. Here's Jamie Roberts. Delighted, absolutely delighted, because I think I've, I've found the most popular man in the entire room. We've tried to get you from one side of the hall to the next, being accosted by chairman of World Rugby, the Irish team, but we've got him. It's, it's Jamie Roberts. You probably all hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It's, uh, no, good to be here. Obviously, the weather's pretty average. It's a bit like Wales, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the, I mean, not to make the whole podcast about weather, we must have done a solid 10 already about rain. But this weekend, we've been Marseille, Rome, here. It's just tipped down. Yeah, global warming. Exactly, mate. Yeah. Exactly. So, obviously, the fire will still be raging inside, I'm sure, to get back on that international stage yourself. Does that make it hard to watch autumn internationals, Jamie? No, it's, you say hard. It's probably not the right word. Um inspiring is probably the right word I think you kind of watch it and go right that's the level at which I need to be playing at to, to get back in the squad so that's um, it's not hard I'm a massive, massive Welsh rugby fan uh, always have been and even when you're not involved it's yes it's difficult but it's uh, it's been great to watch the lads the last four weeks I think they've you know been a um, testament to the country really they've, they've done a fantastic job and those results against Australia and South Africa I think when you look down the years and when Gats has been in charge their, their games which when they come down to the wire we've probably lost and I think there's a confidence and belief within that group now which and you know ability more than anything where we can go and win those games so it's been great to watch uh, very inspiring and um, as I said on a personal level it's, it's something which I aspire to really 
you have conversations um, about, about such that, you know, how often do you and Warren Gatlin talk about things? Yeah, no, we've had a chat at the start of the season and uh, the door's still open, so Ooh. just, yeah, just talking no. on the pitch, mate. <laughs> it's, uh, it's as simple as that, you can dress it up all you want, but, uh, you know, all I can control is going out and, and playing as well as I can. Um, the selection is out of hand. Now, one of the things I've really enjoyed about your career is the, the places that places that you end up? So Paris, great town. Yep. London, pretty pr- pretty good. World, yep. And now in Bath. Yeah. Um, how are you enjoying that? Good, good. It's a different place of life, I think, to, to London. Um, London's pretty uh, traumatic. It's, it's traumatic. <laughs> stressful. <laughs> stressful's a word. It's just relentless, isn't it? So you can you can escape. Um, if, if you get to like the areas in the southwest where we're on barns and stuff you can actually escape to it and feel like you're somewhat in the countryside but Bath is a completely different pace of life uh, which is taking some adjusting um, but my partner's moved down with me got a little puppy now oh, nice. uh, which is awesome um, but in really enjoying it it's a bit close to home mm. and London's what an hour and a half on the train mm. so you know when I do miss London, it's easy to dip in and out of. Well, you're, you're in Monte Carlo now. Um, yeah. Who have you had a little bit of a chat with? Who's it been good to catch up with? Uh, no, been good to catch up with. Um, I'm in the International Rugby Players uh, Association group, so we've had a meeting today uh, just discussing issues within the game, and there'll be a meeting with World Rugby tomorrow. So, yeah, just as a group of players discussing um, various things within the game, the season structure, um, you know, health and things, you know, about player welfare mm-hmm. uh, that are, you know, big challenges in the game, uh, you know, today. So it's, it's good to be on that group, um, you know, bashing our heads together and, and hopefully coming up with uh, some solutions to the, to the problems. Mm. Uh, have you got strong ideas about the potential solutions? Uh, it's not, well, I suppose it's not about personal uh, yeah. ideas, but it's about you know doing, making decisions that are in the best interest of the players mm. in across all the countries in world rugby, um, and that's not just you know we talk about tier one and tier two nations. Um, you know, it's about making rugby a global as game as possible, and you know, getting tier two teams up competing with the, with the top nations. How fantastic would that be for the world population? I who completely love agree. You know, to see to see a, a really truly global competitive game, mm. um, certainly at test level. So that's the that's the challenge. Um, how you go about getting there is is another challenge altogether, and and that's uh, that's something world rugby is striving to do. You are Dr. Jamie Roberts. Yep. Do you ever intend on becoming a doctor? or I'm not do, sure you, do you think your career is going to go, go elsewhere? Yeah, I'm not sure. I graduated um, over five years ago now, so I uh, probably forgot most of it. It's <laughs> a night. Especially with pops and tickets in my head. But, uh, like, and I play rugby. You know, I've, I've been very fortunate that I, can, I could have done that in my playing career, and I'm going to play rugby now. Really enjoy these. I say last few years. Hopefully, I've got a, more than a few years left of <laughs> me, and uh, just really enjoy them. And then, have, what happens after? I'll cross the bridge when we get to. Have it. you ever used the phrase "Trust me, I'm a doctor"? Never. What? <laughs> I, that's Never. all that I'd be doing. Maybe when I was single. I will see. I've never used it. No. One of the things I've noticed, um, you know, from the outside from a fan's perspective is after a game and it happened again with Owen Farrell yesterday the, the amount of in this new social media landscape we're yep. in there's a lot of outrage a lot of people raging as a player does that ever does that ever get under your skin? Um, look I watched that game yesterday and personally I thought mm. that was a penalty trying to yeah. regard yeah. Um, but then you'll ask another player and it'll be like no that was fine so it's um, ultimately the only one person's decision counts and that's the referee and that's always been the case and, and as a game we always uphold you know, the, those values of respect for, for the officials um, 
What's it like if you're at the centre of a little storm that's raging on Twitter, for example, though? Yeah. Is that you should split your tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter is a forum yes. for everyone to give their opinion and, and write yourselves. So, so, a, a much wiser man than the three of us, yeah, I've got to are. say. Yeah, but I think as a player, you, you know, you bite your tongue, you, you can't give your opinion on everything, and, uh, you know, you do the wise thing. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, that's what the game's about. The sport's about opinion. Yeah. It's about... You know, making debate and ultimately it grows the game. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, but uh, it does. We just want consistency. I think as players, you want consistency, consistency in decisions. And uh, you know, when I saw that instant yesterday, I was like straight off in my head. I was like, right, that's a penalty try you look at. Mm. And all of a sudden, it's only penalty. Mm. Whereas you know, half the other mm. rugby playing population might think, okay, that's only penalty. So mm. There we are. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, Sound get up. back in there. Thank, enjoy, you. thank you, Jamie. Enjoy yourself. Pleasure. Enjoy your night. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. How nice to spend an evening in Monaco chatting to Jamie Roberts. And then it got a bit better because we ran into CJ Stander, which wasn't even half as painful as I expected running to CJ Stander would be. In fact, it was delightful. Here he is. Right, well, I'm absolutely delighted because I'm joined by CJ Stander. How are you, mate? Yeah, uh, good, man. Thank you very much. It uh, looks like a good evening and uh, had a good few weeks, so, yeah, it's going good. How are you finding Monaco? What, what are your first impressions? <laughs> oh, man, it looks uh, it's absolutely class. We didn't have a lot of time to walk around, but just driving down the bus, it uh, looks uh, absolutely um, unbelievable. And bus? Surely Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought Ireland had a team up now, no? Oh, man, I saw, uh, I saw on the way in, we saw Bentleys. I like my cars, and I saw the R8, Audi R8, and I saw Ferrari, and then I saw Fiat Punta. I was like, this guy surely lost. He's not allowed to drive here. But, uh, yeah. He banned, exactly, exactly. Uh, and how, how's the body after a tough autumn? Yeah, good, good. I actually, I was 24th man this week and yeah. uh, I was uh, just back in the squad and uh, helping the lads prepare for the USA and it was, uh, it was, it was a good experience again, you know, uh, to learn how people um, react to certain situations and how they get to some tra- this, themselves ready for the game. Uh, how long did the partying go on last week? Uh, must, well, you must have had a good time. You, you've got to enjoy... Th- days like that right yeah yeah for sure look it was great I think we went back to the Shelburne um, but we still had a, a training on Sunday evening just to get together with Joe Smith you know so you, you want to be on top of your game and uh, we, we had a good few we had a good few points you know uh, into yeah. the, as they say into the wee hours you know <laughs> yeah now, obviously the Ireland team uh, comes from you know mostly um, uh, mostly two of the club sides um, how, how tight are you as a as a group of players 
Um, yeah, look, I think firstly, when you play for your club, um, you absolutely hate each other, you know, when you play against each other. But if you come back into that island, island shed, you know, you, uh, it's a place that's um, it's, it's a special jersey and a special place. We all know what's, uh, what it takes to be there and uh, what's needed from you in the game. So when we get together, we're actually with a band of brothers, you know, and uh, we, we know we have a goal in mind for every campaign and um, we know we're going to have to perform because uh, we're quite honest with each other and we want the best from each other every day, every, every game. Yeah. Uh, now, we had Sia Cleese on um, uh, um, earlier on, and we asked him, who did he want to... Who did he want to catch up with? And he immediately said, CJ Stunder. <laughs> what a good man. Uh, I just was thinking now back in uh, 2010 uh, in the Under-20 World Cup, I, uh, he was playing with me and, uh, yeah, we had some great times together. Top man. Always uh, always have a smile, always have a smile and uh, always has a good word to say about, even if he has a good word to say about me, he's always got a good <laughs> word. <you know? laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, great player. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I saw him on the, the plane. We fetched him in Cardiff and it was just great to see him again, you know, and um, could see that familiar face. I mean, we play together in, against schools as well, you know, and uh, um, uh, it's a great night for this because you don't get this rarely to, uh, to, to catch up um, after we play the Springboks in two years ago we didn't really catch up so it's good to have a few beers now tonight well, I'll tell you what, what after the autumn amazing rugby it's been um, the Ireland New Zealand win was a, a big highlight but I'm so excited about the first round of the Six Nations already that's uh, what, what do you make of uh, England Did you, have you yeah. What you've seen of them? I've seen them. Uh, look, yeah, we've watched their games closely, you know, I think, because uh, we know that's going to be our next game. Um, it's been an uh, interesting autumn for them as well. They've played some unbelievable games, and um, I think uh, they're a different team since we played them last. Um, they're actually they, they're playing out of their skins, and they, they're performing for their jersey, and, and they're playing the way they can, you know, so it's good to see that. Um, oh, just finally, uh, I think your story is really really interesting the, you know, the fact you came of came of came of Thailand you backed yourself does it feel a little bit surreal coming to Monaco after this entire journey to be at you know, the rugby awards and potentially winning the try of the year as well <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, in, in, in this team too yeah look it's um, I spoke talking to my wife she can't fortunately not be here but uh, yeah look if I think back about my story now uh, if things worked out differently, I would probably be in the farm now. It probably just finishing finishing the shift on the on the dairy farm, you know. So um, it's been a great few years. Uh, a lot of people gave me a few chances and a bit of luck on my side, and um, a lot of uh, people around me supported me. And um, yeah, it's been great, and I'm looking forward to what's in the future. And um, it's just just shows you again, rugby is an unbelievable sport. It brings people together, and uh, it pushes people out of their comfort zone. Well said. Beautiful. Right, we well, we'll leave you to uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Cheers, guys. Well, there he is. Ireland's ball carrier-in-chief, CJ Stander, which was pretty nice. Uh, anyway, now we move on. We were speaking to McKay the Blythe, and I don't mind saying, this is a very, very cool interview. We've got the finest sevens player on earth come to join us congratulations the freshly minted player of the play, sevens player of the year uh, Michaela Blight how are you doing how are you feeling after that um, very surprised extremely shocked but first of all that title next to the name is just <laughs> myself. I, mean, I don't know about the finest sevens player in the world well. um, but no in all honesty I couldn't do what I do without my teammates and the management that I have around me mm. so that's full credit to them mm. now before you came over we were having a a, a discussion. Me and Tim think very, think very very differently. So Tim thinks that he would put his award somewhere somewhere safe. I think I would basically take it with me everywhere. What are you going to do? Um, this will go straight to my parents' house, who ah. are in Taranaki, a very proud Naki girl right here. Um, this will go alongside 
much trophy from last year as well. Um, <laughs> they have a, a little table that um, they set my trophies on, and um, you know, it's no, it shouldn't really sit in my house because um, I'm barely there. You're so. not there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always away, so well, no, they'll look after it quite nicely for me. Yeah, well, that's actually a good point because um, all, all of our Southern Hemisphere friends that are here today, they're mostly on holidays now. You're, you're actually ju- just about to start, start, start your season. Yeah, absolutely. We're about to go and play in Dubai this Thursday, so make sure you're watching out there. Um, so, yeah, we've just gone into our season, which is um, really exciting. We've obviously mm-hmm. come off a first win in Colorado, which is a good start for us for the World Series. Um, so hopefully we can bring that momentum into Dubai. We do get a little two-week leave break over the Christmas New Year period, but it's technically not leave because we still got to train every day. Yeah. Um, but, but that's okay. We love our job and we love what we do, so we're more than happy to go and do that. Excellent. Out of interest, the, the, the best place to play sevens is? Oh, uh, they're all they're all amazing in their own way, but I must say Dubai is amazing. Uh, Dubai is one of the only countries that has um, stuck by the women's series um, mm-hmm. for sevens. So f- since I think 2012, um, we've always had a tournament in Dubai. Um, so we're very grateful for them for what they do for us. And um, we've been staying in Abu Dhabi for the last week and the facilities they have there is amazing and how they look after us, we're very grateful for. So Dubai would have to be one of my favourites. Awesome. And it's been a big year for Sevens, hasn't it? With the, you know, San Francisco. How do you look back at that spectacle? Because there were so many eyes being introduced to the, to the game that have never seen it before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the World Cup was amazing for us. We had quite a lot of girls that had never played at a Sevens World Cup before. We only had, I think, maybe four girls who were at the 2013 World Cup. Um, so to have a, a new team to be able to experience that sort of pinnacle event was uh, quite cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be, to be able to play at San Francisco at AT&T Park uh, was an awesome op- opportunity. Gossie said it before in her interview, and um, to play in an amazing stadium like that was once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, but yeah, to get that win um, over France in the final was um, it was cool. It was a great way to end our season because we did have a good season despite the fact that we only come second in um, the World Series that year, which was disappointing for us. It's not what we wanted, um, but we shot ourselves in the foot by coming fifth and second in the mm. first two tournaments, so we had to chase Australia. But we're really happy with how we, how we went mm. that year. Now, professional sport is always uh, is always a serious business, but with the Olympics, does that give it an extra edge? Fingers crossed I will be an Olympian. I'll have to make the team first. Um, but and I'll, qualify. And qualify, yeah. exactly. We've still got to qualify, um, which we'll do hopefully this series when mm-hmm. we come in the top four in the series. Um, but for me, the Olympics is um, definitely a number one goal. I was travelling reserve at the Rio Olympics, so I had to watch every game on the sideline. Oh. Um, it wasn't nice. Uh, no athlete trains for four years and moves away from home to be a travelling reserve. Um, so for me, you know, I'm putting a lot of my um, dedication into that number one goal. Uh, it's still a wee while away. It will creep up very fast. Yeah. Um, but for us, we've still got to qualify first. That's our main focus right, right now. That, I'm in now. Before we let you go, I've got to ask then, the Athletes Village, are all the stories true at the Olympic Games? Um. <laughs> It sounds like it's amazing fun. There's McDonald's 24-7, free everything, help yourself. Everyone partying when they finish their awards. It sounds like an amazing place. So I mean, obviously it's a serious business, like you say, but what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's a party when you finish, but here's the stink part. As a travelling reserve, oh, I yeah. couldn't stay in there. So no, no, really? no, I know, I know, no. real sucky, but... um. I was staying in apartments about 400 metres down the road from the village, so you could see through our window the partying and everything going on. It was cool, yeah, whatever. Um, but 
Um, we got to go in there every now and then, and yes, there is free McDonald's 24-7. That is a true story. Um, so and there's people, lots of people loving life. A lot of people. It's literally like a village in itself. Like It's just a whole new world. Um, and Rio, they did really well. Um, you know, Being the first time in Brazil, um, the village was different. Um, it probably was not what many athletes expected. Um, and unfortunately, we were also unable to experience the Athletes' Village at the Com Games oh. because apparently all of us, we were contaminated from the mumps. Thank you, Ruby Tui. Um, so <laughs> we weren't able to experience that either. But um, we, we got looked after really, really well um, at the Olympics and the Com Games as well. well. But um, definitely... Uh, Tokyo will definitely be yes. looking forward to that Tokyo is. And you, we know that's going to be yes. amazing you might have missed out on the glory then but look at you now congratulations <laughs> again thanks for your time basically I definitely need to start watching more sevens okay our last interview of the night referee of the year sorry best referee in the world Angus Gardner so oh by the way a discussion with a referee which does not involve a single reference to a certain England number 10 and their inability to tackle within the realms of the law or something like that. So don't worry, it's not in there. Here he is, Angus Gardner. Right. World's best ref. Here he is. We, how's that feel? That tag sitting right around your shoulders? <laughs> Mate, there's plenty of other good referees out there. I would never take that, uh, got it. that, that, that personally. Um, no, it is a massive honour to, to receive the award. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as a referee, we're, we're privileged to, to have the best seat in the house, really, um, in some of the most amazing stadiums with the best players in the world. So, well, so, ha, ha, so, so, Sorry, Phil. Now, you say the best seat in the house. Yeah. We, we watched you ref in Marseille. On Friday, that did not look like a very comfortable seat in, in that ring. It was a wet seat, um, but it was still a seat. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, you think about that game, and uh, you know, I did England South Africa four weeks prior, and you know, two, two, you know, two different games in in themselves. But I've got to say, the Kenya Germany was probably one of the, one of the most enjoyable games I've ever refereed. Really? Why? Two teams. Obviously, out of the qualification, so it was a bit of a dead rubber. Um, but both teams just came with passion and spirit that um, I think really reminded me why I referee, and that's to service the game. And these guys, you know, for them, it's massive. They're playing for their country, and it doesn't matter whether it's Kenya or Germany or England, Ireland. Like, it's still a massive honour. And, you know, for me, just to see that in their, in the way they went, went about the game was amazing. I'm glad you said that because I, I actually felt ex- exactly the same way. Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant game. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was great for us. We were privileged to go and watch it. Yeah, it superb. Um, question from me. Yeah. So now you've got to kind of the end of a autumn international period, a window, international window. Is there kind of a wrap up from referees where you come together, look at some of the decisions, some of the processes, and say, right, this this worked well, this work hasn't worked particularly well. Yeah, I mean, typically with um, with world rugby, we meet uh, we meet at in, in June. Uh, before the start of the June window and also at the start of the November window to to work on our calibration uh, across all our referees. So we spend a lot of time probably at the start of the window working through that. And then uh, obviously for the Northern Hemisphere boys, they're straight back into European rugby and, and premiership and all that type of stuff. Whereas for us, we've kind of got a bit of a break before we head back into Super Rugby. So And what have you got planned for your, for your break? Mate, beach, beach, beach and barbecue. <laughs> Very much back, looking back forward home. to it. Back home in Sydney where it's uh, 37 degrees. So, yeah. Now, you've reffed some of the best, well, the best players in the world. 
coming through the ranks, this is a thing, thing which I which I always wonder about refs. Have you ever been been aware or no, have you ever been aware of falling for players' tricks? Do you know, like the way that captains try and try, try and talk try and talk to you? They're trying to butter you up before asking you. Know, How's wife and kids and all that sort of, sort of thing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's all those uh, games and ships that, that go on. And uh, I think you're right. That's probably the, the test of a tr- true captain is how far he can push you yeah. um, in a way that kind of doesn't overstep the mark. So, yeah, there's been quite a few, um, you know, very clever captains, I think, along the way is probably... Angus, do you avoid social media? Because I think, I mean, it's great that there is an award for, for referees and, you, you know, you're able to be celebrated tonight. But actually, very little of that happens generally. But everybody wants to have a say if there's anything that goes wrong. How's that to deal with that in this social media age we're in? Yeah, look, it's very difficult. I mean, for us, uh, I'm now kind of not on social media now. I probably was when I started refereeing career. But I think um, as you go along and you do some higher profile games... It's just not worth it. Um, so no is the answer. I'm, I'm kind of backing out of social media now because I just think for every compliment you might get, there'll be another two or three that, that aren't as uh, complimentary. So I, I just think we're never going to please everyone as referees and the game is not black and white. And, uh, you know, as I said before in my acceptance speech, it, it depends on who, you know, which team's playing and, and what the result is in terms of, I think, how you perceive sometimes. Do you have any, as you're coming through, I know players will say, oh, I remember watching this person or this person. Were you more focused on playing when you were younger or when, when, when you switched on to the idea of refereeing, did you have like an idol? Yeah, I mean, coming through um, as a referee, I kind of, uh, there was an Australian referee, uh, Andrew Cole, who was mm. an ex-international referee, uh, who then who then coached me, um, and then Steve Walsh at the back end of his career, where he came and um, became an an Australian referee, so to speak. And uh, I think Walsh he was great because he really took me under his wing and he really mentored me. And uh, as a young kind of bloke trying to make that uh, the pinnacle, the tier one, the tier one game to have someone of his experience was amazing. Great hair as well. Yeah, love the hair. hair. Amazing hair. Love the hair, the dress, everything. (laughs) (laughs) The tattoo as well, which we've heard about but never seen. Uh, Angus, congratulations. uh, Well well done, well deserved. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. There you go. That's all you're getting. So, there. Thank you for listening. Uh, Sorry that Phil and Tim were doing their day jobs and not able to come into the studio. Sorry we lost a whole podcast from Monaco. Also sorry that we actually also lost an interview with Sia Khaleesi. That's right. The South African Test Match captain gave us an interview and then we lost it because we are professionals. So good work all round. Uh, massive, massive thanks on a serious note to World Rugby who put on the event and treat, treated us so well. It was a tremendous, tremendous event and dovetailing it with the repertoire, which everyone should pay attention to ne- next time it's on. Uh, well, thank you very much. Um in the meantime, we'll be back with another podcast in our usual slot on Sundays. Hopefully some more tour stories, hopefully less of a hangover. And if you want to get in touch, well, you can because you know where to go, don't you? Because we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we're on Twitter, at Ruby Podcast. You know the drill. Uh, let the boys play. See you soon. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns, so you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 